happening on uh, three two one we are speaking with a singer ronnie romero he has of course been uh, associated with uh, corleone uh richie blackmore's rainbow michael shanker and a bunch of others uh, as we say here in montreal uh, bonjour ronnie how are you <laughs> good good well we we've spoken before um when you did the uh, the rainbow project uh quite a while back um Talk to me just real quick about all these projects, because you, you recently put something up on Facebook that I, I want to talk about, but I want to make it very clear that you're a working musician and you need to work. And so when you join Rainbow and then they do nothing for a couple of years, or you join Schenker and then the tour can't happen because of COVID, you need to keep moving, right? Exactly. Um, actually... Uh, part of uh, my uh, my um, uh, words about uh, in Facebook the other day uh, is about exactly that the people uh, doesn't understand how musicians we need to work nowadays. Uh, people needed to understand that the music business is not the same anymore as in the 70s or the 80s. There is no multimillionaire record deals. Um, uh, we are not uh, that kind of untouchable right. people that there's no tour support you know uh, there is almost nothing is uh, i mean music becomes um in a regular and normal job for, uh, and and actually anybody can be a musician nowadays yeah. you can see it you can see it it's really easy to record an album in your house just with a laptop yeah, throw it up on YouTube. Lots of uh, exactly. lots yeah. of YouTube yeah. stars, you know. Uh, what's her name? Rebecca Black. Remember Rebecca Black? She did that song. What was it? Friday, whatever. Ten million yeah. views or something. Um, yeah. and mostly because um, I, I know uh, the most of the rock fans. Uh, yeah, obviously, they they want quality on the music. But nowadays, it's, it's really easy to shine, as you say, in YouTube or whatever, without any quality in what are, are you doing? So it's really hard to fight uh, against a lot of things that uh, in the past, the rock star uh, never had to deal with, you know? Um, so um, actually uh, my words were about, I was a little bit tired to um, being treated as a rock star when I am not a rock star, I'm just a working musician. You're just a word. Well, in fact, here, let me, let, since we're talking about the Facebook here, uh, you said, and I'll just quote real quick, some of it, not all of it. Uh, I'm tired of this dirty music world. Everybody thinks you have the right to tell you what to do and how to do it. Everybody thinks they have the right to judge you. Nobody is enough uh, educated, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody wants a piece of your cake and they want it for free, et cetera. Um, is that now something that that you now that you've said it? Do you feel better? Do do you regret it? Do do you want to defend it? How, how do you sort of look at it? Because sometimes we write stuff and then we go, okay, it's off my chest, good. And sometimes we go, no, fuck this. And like, like where do you, you where know, do you? you know, it's, it's it's interesting because uh, yeah, as you say, normally it's like uh, as you say, it's like okay, um, there is that moment when you're really tired about everything and you need to do it. Probably it was like 2 a.m. in the morning after a couple of drinks, you know. <laughs> but but I just realized after this um, this um, post I did in Facebook and, and all my social, that the people, there was a lot of people agree with that, right? I was, I, I, I didn't feel alone in my thoughts. 
uh, and that's very interesting uh, because yeah. I, I never expect that. I was Plus. just trying to, to release my feelings, and then everybody was like, "Oh, you're right. You you're totally right." And there was I'm t I'm telling you about uh, or other musicians, college uh, the friends, and obviously fans. Um, and I can tell you, I'm, obviously, I'm not going to tell any names because I think it's not correct. But uh, everything happens the last days uh, because uh, this uh, sandstorm uh, released news about uh, I was recording the the album instead, Julian Turner, um, and um, and then I had another experience with another very well-known musician who was asking me to join him in a solo record. And I say, yeah, sure, no problem. You can send me something. As I always do, like in the last five years, when I when I want, when I have an, uh, an offer, normally what I do is to ask to this person to meet personally, first of all. If it's not possible, uh, I I really love to talk by phone, whatever, to meet the, you know, the person. To get, and, you want to uh, get that vibe. Exactly. And then after that, uh, I need to listen to music because if I don't like the music, it's, it's that's not going to happen, right? Uh, so this guy sent me the music and I say, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. Like we can do it. And I, I told this guy, okay, uh, this is my fee for the recording, and I didn't get any reply about that. Not even, not even a reply about, you know, you're an asshole. You you cannot charge this fee because you are not whatever you are not Ron James Dio you are not and I will be totally agree but you know <laughs> at least you have a reply well you have to make an offer and then you get a counter offer you you know you got to say well it's going to be x amount a thousand and then they come back and say listen I will give you half I mean that's how negotiations go now exactly. and it's not the first time that happens to me um uh so I got I got really um disappointed for First of all, about this guy, and then and then I, I thought it was I need to do I need to say something because it's not good to keep this uh, uh, for you. Um, and well, that's and so, it. And, and you know, I gotta say, as somebody who does the journalism thing, uh, a lot of the websites out there, and I'm not gonna name the websites, but they grab your material for free, and they think you should just. And and I've said to these different websites, hey, it's my content you're monetizing, <laughs> and they look yeah. at me and they go. No, we're we're putting your name out there. We're 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 letting people know you exist. And I go right. I can't pay the rent with publicity. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're like, oh well, we're we're. And I was then told we're reporting on your report. And I went, no, you're stealing my content. <laughs> There's a very big difference. It's yeah. exactly like that. It's, it, this word is so. Um, there is a lot of things that uh, the musicians and all the people people involved in this music business we yeah. need to deal with every day yes uh that yes. the fans they don't see they don't know they just and you know the funny thing that the the people the criti they criticize the most probably are those guys they go to internet and they listen to your record for free download it in a russian website or whatever yeah. you know no, but um, I, I get, listen, you and I so understand each other because you're an asshole for not doing the song for free and I'm an asshole for not giving my interview for free. It's just like, a, it's like, no. <laughs> and it happens the same, for example, with uh, the image. Uh, uh, sometimes I, I receive some, you know, pictures from from the shows or whatever. I always try to 
name the photographer or whatever. But the, for the photographer, it's the same thing. So sometimes they see their pictures and nobody's paying for that. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. I, there I, I, and there is a lot of things uh, that I, got me really tired. Uh, well, here's another thing that a lot of people don't. You, you as a journalist, um, you can understand this. Yeah. I remember, I, I saw a movie of, uh, some years ago, maybe you remember, it's called The Almost Famous. And I tell the story about this yep. oh, oh, yeah. very young journalist who was, you know, yep. behind this, uh, following this band, you know, to get a new for the Rolling Stone magazines or whatever. And I, I, I just realized, uh, it, it's not funny that in the past there were the journalists uh, searching for news, and now it's totally the opposite. The musicians who need to go uh, uh, after the the journalist to you know to get my news comes out it's you know, it's, it's um well it, you know by the way it's the funny you mentioned that because you put out lords of the black you also put out ferryman and all and i reached out to publicist to try to get you to do an interview and everyone said oh no no he he's not available and i went what do you mean he's not available lords of the black just came out they went oh they go he's not available <laughs> You can no. you can tell you can tell how we are talking now. I mean, you just send me a message and say, okay, yeah, cool, let's do it. Well, well of course, and and there are these gatekeepers in the business that yeah. that are that they give themselves such self importance, and it's just like, oh, fuck off, you know. Yeah. We're we're all here to help each other out. Let's help each other out. And and I'll say one more thing, and then I'm going to get to the positive because I have sitting in front of me the Michael Schenker Immortal album. It is fucking brilliant and you do three songs on there and they're and they're great but you know uh, just so that fans understand there are certain record companies that will insist on owning the name of the band that you're in if you try to leave that band they won't let you take the name with you and then they'll go around and sue you so this is what the, the musicians are dealing with they're being sued for for the name of the projects that they're fronting and it's happening right now there's there's a guy i know and I'm not going to name names, he's being sued currently by one of the labels because uh, they had a three-album deal. The albums are done. They want to make a fourth album with somebody else, and the label sued him. And it's just like, come on. I yeah. mean, uh, people, they, people, they don't know that kind of things, obviously. Uh, I mean, they shouldn't. The fans, they shouldn't know all this part of the business, but no. sometimes you get really, uh, it happens to me the other day, you get really tired. Um, I remember um, to have some problems with some record deals, uh, even when I was not in the paperwork. My name was not there in any way. I got problems, legal problems, because I, I, I was in the band, right? Yeah, and they're doing these uh, 360 and, deals. And if I, and if I, I, I remember to, to – I'm not going to tell – I mean, I mean no. I'm not going to tell names and anything, but people are going to understand. Uh, I quit the band just because of that, just because I started to have problems with the, with the record label. And I quit the band, but the people was blaming on me, not in the record label. No. Well, of course, the record labels stay in the background on this. And then they do these 360 <laughs> deals where if we sell a T-shirt with your face on it, they own 30%. And you're like... And then you need to know, and then you need to know that um, uh, you know uh, record labels sometimes they're signed musicians and they're signed artists just because they don't want to this artist to be in another record label, but it's not really for support the artist, which is uh, uh, which is really which is really nasty. 
Yeah, uh, it is. But let, let's get to the fun stuff here because yeah. uh, because we're, we're going to do another 15 minutes and I, and I, I don't want to be all negative all day. Uh, I first got to hear your voice and heard the story from when, you, of course, you joined Rainbow with Richie. Uh, putting aside any legal things, and I don't know if there are any, what was it like to have Richie Blackmore stand next to you on a stage and send you music to record on and just be part of that? Because he's one of the most mysterious guys in rock right now, and yet there you are. And the, the what was it? The uh, the double live album. What was that called? Um, oh, should I forget? Yeah, it was fantastic. Your voice, <laughs> so yeah, good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, it's it's uh, it was to me it was gift to to have the chance to work with with Richie and not just play music together, as you say, to you know to uh, realize that I was with the same with this guy in the in the in the stage working together playing music, but you know to uh, to to have the chance to meet him personally. Uh, every day during the rehearsals, uh, during the tour, uh, you know, sharing things, time, uh, taking a beer together. He was talking all the time about a lot of uh, histories and the uh, uh, about Rainbow uh, in the past. You know, it's, it's it was a kind of a open book to learn everything about the business, um, and then you understand why Richie is in this kind of character really close he has a small circle around him and nobody can touch him and you understand why <laughs> at the end yeah so, you, you get yeah, you get yeah. you get it's, beaten it's up you teach me a lot not just in the music side but uh even in, in the how to how to deal with a lot of things that obviously i was not prepared at that time and he told me you you need to be prepared because this is going to happen, and it happens at the end. <laughs> get the best advice. All right, let me get over to Lords of the Black. New album is Alchemy of Souls Part 1. I yep. put in three requests to talk to you, and they all said, oh, no, he's not doing interviews right now. And I was like, <laughs> got a new album. How's it? Um, Lord of the Black, Lords with an S, is basically yep. your band, and it's been for, for many, many years. Uh, yep. Talk to me about that, and... And at some point, yes, you're a, mu a working musician, but but do you have to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to focus on Lords of the Black, or I'm just going to be Ronnie Romero solo and start doing solo albums? Or um, just talk to me about that that band, that album, and, and where do you yeah. go from here? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because as I said before, uh, um, I'm, never, I'm never thinking about Ronnie Romero's career. And probably that's a mistake from my side. I don't know. But normally I do what I what I feel that I need to do uh, every day. I'm like uh, you know every day w um, waking up in the morning and thinking what to do to be happy. Um, so I'm never thinking about the Ronnie Ramirez career. But if I have Lars Black and I feel really happy to work with Tony and and I think we do a great team together uh, and and we we make great music together as this Alchemy of Souls. I can tell you um, when I was out of the band during most than a year, uh, and then suddenly I got this call from the record label and from Tony that like, uh, we need you because we have the album ready and it's not working and uh, we need you as a lead, lead vocalist because it's the way it's supposed to be. And I say, okay, let's do it. And, and I record the album, and I think it was five days, something like that. It was ready. I didn't listen to 
the songs before until I went to the studio and, and it was really easy, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but then suddenly you, you have, a, as you said before, I have a call from Richie Blackmore. How can I say no? I have a call from Michael Schenker. How can I say no, Michael? No, sorry. Adrian uh, Vandenberg. I'm not going to do this because fans are going to get upset if I'm in many projects at the same time, you know? Uh, I got this call from Vandenberg and from Leo Leonia that I remember uh, when we met. Um, I love Leo. I love Leo. Yeah. So, by the way, how come how come people bust your balls for being in all these bands? But I mean, you know, you look at uh, Jeff Scott Soto. You look at all. There's a whole bunch, and everybody goes, "Oh my God, they're great!" And then I, they, just, I think if all the people is wrong, where just when you are a singer, if you are a guitar player or a drummer, is everybody okay with that? But if you're a singer. Uh, it's really hard to handle it. But anyway, um, yeah. I don't think it's um, I'm wasting too much time in every project that I'm involved. Uh, to me, it's really easy. Actually, I have a lot of free time. So I don't I don't understand when the people <laughs> ask me how you deal with a lot of things. I don't know. I mean, I have time to watch Netflix every day. I have time to play <laughs> in the PlayStation. So I, <laughs> to me, it's really easy. Well, okay, let's, go. <laughs> let's quickly talk about Vandenberg 2020. Uh, it's one of two albums called 2020, the other one being a Bon Jovi album. Uh, what was that like working with Adrian? Because he's another guitar master, and that album sounds killer. Are, are, is, was that one-off? Are you going to do more with him? Are you done? Because there was going to be a tour, and yet yeah, no tours. Uh, where does that leave you in the project? Uh, yeah, you know, we were trying to to work on the tour for, to support the album news to be the obvious thing for this album, but uh, obviously doesn't happen because of the COVID. Uh, we were postponing the tour many times, and it's really hard to handle it because uh, there were up to almost 100 shows in that tour planned. And, uh, and, and then at the end, it clashed with my agenda with the Michael Schenker tour, supposed to be uh, uh, fall next year. Uh, so I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. We talk and they say, listen, um, this, this is not working because, uh, I can, I can, I mean, I'm really good doing my job, I think, but I cannot be in two tours at the same time. So, here, here's the solution. <laughs> you have Vandenberg open for Schenker and you just do both nights. You do both sets. <laughs> you yeah, call I it mean, the, the guitar I, hero tour or something. I thought about, I did it once actually. I did once with, uh, when I was not professional, but I, I did a couple of tours with two bands. And, and yeah, it was really hard. Uh, and I don't think it, it happens because Michael Schenker now, he got uh, this idea about to, to have Ronnie Romero as a, the only singer in the band. Yeah, well, I'm... I'm and I'm, so that is a lot of work because it's, it's a 50 anniversary celebration. So we're going to play two hour show. I don't know yet how many songs, but it's going to be a lot. Well, he, he does 24, 25, 26 songs a night, so you're going to be busy, my friend. During two months, it's going to be, it's, yeah, it's going to be funny. <laughs> but actually, and I'm, I want to get to Corleone for a second because I love that band, but uh, you're going to have to go sing the UFO stuff. Is that something that you're looking forward to? Because oh yeah, absolutely. I would say your voice is higher than Phil's. How, do you, how are you going to adapt to make it into your register? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I did it before, uh, and actually, we were rehearsing already with Michael at the beginning of this year, before the COVID, because we're supposed to be touring in April and June, 
and then never happens, but we were rehearsing. And I think that was the moment when Michael realized that I want this guy in the band because I was just invited to play one song that the song that I recorded in the previous album, it was uh, We Are The Voice. Um, and he got me to play just one song in the, in the tour with Graham Bonnet and the other guys. And then we were rehearsing. And then I, I remember, I realized like in the, uh, we were rehearsing for five or six days. In the second day, I was rehearsing alone and there was no other singers. <laughs> Whoops, they're gone. <laughs> That's, but that, that, that to me as a fan is going to be interesting because you're going to be doing the Gary Barden stuff. You're going to be doing the uh, Graham Bonnet stuff. You're going to be doing the Robin McCauley stuff. And then you're going to be doing whatever else. Gonna be, but it's, it's the same thing that like in Rainbow, uh, yeah. I was doing, and and that was that was very funny to to uh, to do. And when we started the rehearsals the first time with Richie, like four years ago, he was asking me, um, "Can you can you sing this song? And then can you sing this other one?" And I remember one day he told me, um, "You don't want to try Child in Time because I really want to play that song." And I didn't play that song with the purple since I don't remember. He told me because uh, he couldn't play the song in the last tour he did with the Purple because Ian Gillian, it doesn't want to play the song, right? So um, he asked me, can you, can you sing it? And I say, we can try. And we did it in the rehearsal. And then suddenly we were playing the song in, in live. So yeah, I was playing Ian Gillian, David Coverdale, uh, Jolene Turner, Graham Bonnet, Ron James Dio. Uh, and it was funny. It was funny. I, I, I love I the way you just say that. You know, I'm covering Coverdale and because it's, it's as if you're covering, you know, nobodies, but you're covering some of the biggest voices in rock just like <laughs> no, that. No, no, no. You know, I'm, 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 I'm no, but it's so, true. Yeah. I mean, you've got that talent. Come on. You, you've got the talent. I know. I know. It's, and it's and it's interesting when the people ask me, because it's the same thing that happens to me with Leo when we start to play together. Uh, how it how this happens uh it was he, uh, we were we were touring with Lorso Black supporting Gothard in Spain. We did three shows together, and he was watching every show with Lorso Black when we were playing the support act. He was in one of the side of the stage watching, you know. And then suddenly, two years after, I got this call from Leo, and he, has, he told me about the idea to play some songs, blah blah. And I went to uh, to his house and to his studio in Switzerland. And he was uh, he was playing a couple of songs to me that he recorded already for the project. It was Fire Dance from Gother. Yeah, and, and, and I gotta I say, said, Walk on Water I, is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And he played Fire Dance, and I say, Can you open the microphone so I can sing the song? And I and I sang the song once in one take, and that's the take uh, he put on the record. Wow, and and he asked me uh, how you can do this, and I say I have no idea. It's the same thing when a lot of people ask me to have uh, vocal lessons with me. Can you teach me to sing, blah, blah blah? And I say I cannot teach anybody because I don't have any idea about how to do it. That's I'm right. just do it, yeah. right? Well, they always and say that in Canada we say the best hockey players make the worst coaches, and the worst players make <laughs> the best coaches because. The worst player always has to be taught what to do, and the other ones just do it naturally. Let me, let me I just go. Been. I, I got to go to Corleone for a second. So Corleone, for fans that may or may not know, are these uh, two albums that Leo and 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 that you did retaking some of the uh, Gothard stuff. And I've got to yeah. say, I'm a huge Gothard fan, and to me, Steve Lee is is a king. You you don't touch Steve Lee. He's the 
Yep. And then I heard you sing him, and I went, okay. You're, you're, to me, the only guy that can sing like Steve Lee. I mean, you, you, the way you did Anytime, Anywhere, the way you did the new stuff like Walk on Water, I was like, yep, that works. So, <laughs> But even, even I was surprised by myself. You know, when we're recording the two albums, every time that I was in the studio with Leo, we were just like you and I were talking now. We were in the studio and he was playing the songs and I was singing, you know, like... Uh, really, really in a really relaxed mood and 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 then suddenly I was listening to the song and I was I did this I, I really did this I can't believe it uh, uh, I can't believe it it's it's uh, and, and it's, it's interesting because I don't think I have any similarity with uh, Steve's voice and I totally respect Steve obviously because he was a great great singer one of my favorites and I never uh, had any intentions to copy any oh, oh wait, wait. I'm not songs. saying you're copying. I'm just saying that those songs sound right with Steve and they sound really right with you. But, you know, the, the people during the shows we were doing with Corleone, mostly in Switzerland, where they are, you know, gods. Um, and the people, he was watching at me like, what the fuck's going on here? And um, and every everybody was happy with that. I I, I remember there, there were good times with with Corleone. We have good times because uh, we did something like I never did before. It, it was to play music with a lot of respect and and a lot of happiness behind. And and I think that people they realize about that. Um, and it was great. Unfortunately, um, you moved on. Changed and 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 I really wanted to play more. Um, uh, new songs yeah instead just to stay in as a as a cover band and and that's it well I, I don't disagree with that i think the first album to establish you with the voice the band fine the second album same thing i think the third album had to be all original you know that's yeah. as a fan that's my opinion and and for anybody who thinks that i'm bad mouthing nick mater i am absolutely not i love the albums they've done with nick oh Bang. i can tell you yeah that's the one thing that i i, I always try to deal with during my stay in, in Corleone, you can't imagine uh, how good is Nick Mather. Oh, he's fantastic. Bang is yeah. a great album. Bang. 13 he, is a great album. He can sing in a way that I can't. <laughs> I can't. I was, I, just for fun, we were trying to, to play a couple, uh, every time I was playing a couple of songs to Leo, like, you know, like a singing uh, while we were, we were on tour, because there is a couple of songs from Nick that I loved from Gothard and I, and I was telling to to Leo oh we need to play these songs in the in the in the shows because I love it but I cannot sing like Nick um he's, he's unique he's a unique voice he's not like Steve he's not like others he's just Nick Mather playing uh singing Gothard songs and he's great no it's, and, just, it's just funny because I was talking to one of their uh, Gothard's roadies and I was like, oh, I love what uh, what uh, Ronnie's doing. And they're like, hey, but don't forget Nick's good. And I was, and I was like, yes, but I, just because I'm saying Ronnie's good doesn't mean I'm saying Nick is bad. Yeah, like, actually, why, why yeah, you? And I can tell you now because it's not going to happen. But the idea, it was last year to play to play a Steve Lee memorial show with the two bands together touring, playing all the Gother songs with the two singers. And uh, that would have been so good. because of the record labels. <sighs> record labels and you know what that would have been uh that would have been honestly that would have been an arena tour in switzerland i mean yep. they've got uh 
trying to think here. They've got 17 platinum albums or something like that. So Oh, you can't believe it. If you're, I, I was many times staying in the Leo's house and, and it's, it's unbelievable. I know. And then uh, let's, let's quickly finish with this here because uh, we've done half an hour. But Sunstorm, Afterlife yep. coming out in, in March and... You've taken some flack for that, but I don't know. I don't know why. It is a band that had Joe Lynn Turner going in there. Uh, talk to me about stepping in and doing this. And, and, yeah, and I got and, this. I got this call from Frontiers, right. uh, which is great because uh, I just realized that uh, Serafino and Mario, the, the headers of Frontiers, they have a huge uh, confidence in me to to. Give me the chance to step in this in this project, which, which belongs to Frontiers. It's a Frontiers project, right? I am um, a huge fan of Sunstorm, and obviously a huge fan of Joelin Turner. And and I, when I got this this message, I got really excited because it's um, it's a kind of a music that I never uh, I never did before, and and I like this kind of things. Like I, I don't want to be just a heavy metal singer or just a hard rock singer. I really love to try different things. I think that is the way that musicians and mostly singers, we can, you know, like develop our skills in different uh, and get out of our comfort zone, not just playing heavy metal, to play something different. And I was really wanted to try if I am able to sing this kind of music, melodic, hard rock. And it was great. I was tr- working with Alessandro Del Vecchio and, and Simone Mularoni from, from, from the band and Great songs. Uh, I think the people gonna, if they want to give a chance, they're gonna love it because I think it's great. It's absolutely a great album. Here, I'm looking at the information right now. It is uh, released on March 12th, 12th 2021. Yeah. There you go. So that that's gonna be great. And and Alessandro is uh, is fantastic. He's he's the he's the go-to uh, Frontiers guy. And uh, you know, hey. Looking, I'm looking forward to that, uh, Ronnie. Always a pleasure. I'm, I'm a huge fan. The, the Immortal album, which I have in front of me here, on my phone. I've, I've listened to it many times. It is so fucking good. Uh, I'm looking forward to Sunstorm, and uh, I still listen to the Corleone regularly. Both of them. So, hey. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. But uh, thank you, thank you for today, and, and I'm glad we had a chance to, uh, to connect. I don't know why on Lords of the Black I was told that. Oh, he's not available. You got to talk to, but whatever. Here we are. Oh, and by the way, quickly, the ferryman is. Are you going to do more of the ferryman, or is the ferryman done? That was with uh, Magnus Carlson. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, we start to talk with uh, Magnus Carlson about to about to start with the third record. Yeah. Oh, great. See, what we need to do here is we need to uh, have a Ronnie Romero festival, a all day festival. <laughs> Okay. Where okay. You're with good ideas. Okay. <laughs> where we start at noon and you we we do all. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I, I love it. And and you know what, folks, a working musicians got to work. That's safe. oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, as I say at the beginning, uh, it's the only way that you can keep busy. Uh, there's no other way. Anyway, uh, there you go. And 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 if if not Corleone, maybe you and Leo could do another project because he's another one of these great guitarists that in North America. He's a great guy, more than a, I mean, he's a great musician, but even better human yeah. being, Yeah, which is very important. Yeah, I love There's him. not too much people like him. Oh, I love Leo. He's he's, uh, he's terrific. Uh, I love I love all these European bands. Uh, there we go. Uh, thank you, sir. Toujours un plaisir. Always a pleasure. Pleasure. Cheers. All right, let me turn.